Let's go. excited and let's do this i mean the album we're reviewing this week should be pretty fun um we'll talk about that later on obviously and for now let us get into the hip-hop news i keep saying hip-hop hip-hop news gotta pronounce my shit but anyway hip-hop news straight out of bompton (laughs) the homie game (laughs) So, allegedly, Game has a new song coming out in in the song. Uh, I'm not, actually, I'm not sure if the song is out yet. I'm not sure what the song is called, but in the song, he pretty much claims that Kim Kardashian had oral sex with him. I don't know why this is relevant. Why he felt the need to talk about it. Uh, apparently, he was warned to not release the song or change the lyrics. Man, honestly, this is some attention shit, in my opinion. You know, you got to say shit that's relevant to the times or to people that's more relevant. You know, it's some clout shit. Wish it wasn't, but it's entertaining. I'll give him that. And I'll take it for what it is. Uh, excuse my manners. Uh, text message. Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, next up. J. Cole released, I'm assuming it's the first single from the Revenge of the Dreamers uh, album coming out from Dreamville Records. The single is called Middle Child, and that shit is fire. Fire, 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 fire. Pretty much on the song, Cole talks about the dynamic of being in between two generations of rappers, you know, being the little bro and the big bro at the same time and just finding that balance trying not to criticize and relate on both sides you know pretty dope song check it out pretty sure you've heard it already dope song all right that's quick next uh kanye west is suing rockefeller records for royalties and music uh, money that he's owed not sure what the value he claims he owes a lot of people say oh he's going at jay but if you look deeper into the story you realize that jay-z sold his shares to rockefeller way back in like oh four like 2004 so this lawsuit literally has nothing to do with jay-z if rockefeller records loses jay-z's not paying a dime so it's not that deep i don't think it has anything to do with jay-z it's more of a if they truly owe kanye money it's more of a pay the man you know he, kanye regards the shit he's doing now he's a great artist and you know he probably wants his money for the great work he did back then so pay kanye this next story is fun for me because I feel like it's this is just the epitome of 
I I don't know if karma is the right word, but Netflix released the Fire Festival doc, and I watched it, and oh man, that shit was so good. I mean, apart from the the part of the doc where the lady, her name is slipping my mind right now, the lady she that that provided the food for all the stranded people day in and day out around the clock like i i honestly felt bad for her and that lady needs to be paid actually i think she has a gofundme that you know gave her back way more than she lost but she deserves every penny but apart from that man everybody else deserved okay i won't say everybody else (laughs) apart from the the natives of bahamas everybody that went there that came from the U.S. or wherever they came from for the festival, that organized the festival, that marketed the festival, that tried to develop the festival, that invested in the festival, y'all deserve what the fuck you got. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that festival was... <laughs> it was an epic fucking fail. Like, just a fail. And you gotta take... You gotta take this the the lesson from this, which is for me, it's at what point do you stop blindly following a leader? At what point is genius crazy, or at what point crazy become genius? You know what I mean? And it's like, what's the guy's name? I think his name is Billy McFar. Yeah, Billy McFarlane. Like Billy McFarlane. Honestly, it reminded me of Kanye West. You know, at what point does your genius become? Nah, he might be crazy. Like, this shit is not, it makes no sense. So at what point do you stop lying to this person and blindly following their instructions and end up with a fire fest? Who, I feel like Kanye's mega hat Trump rhetoric, that's his fire fest. <laughs> it really is. If you think about it. It's his whole career, people going literally by his side saying, you know what, Kanye, you're right. You can never do wrong. Or I disagree with you. Or nah, like, I don't think that's it. It's He's never heard that his whole car- career, in my opinion. And the whole, tr- he loves Trump and the the slavery was a choice and all that bullshit. That's his fire festival. It really is, you know, but that's my two cents on it. But to get back to the, the fire festival itself, <laughs> like I said, all those people who bought those tickets, I kind of feel bad for them, but not really, mostly not really the organizers, investors, all these marketing people, the Instagram models that like promoted it, man, fuck y'all. Like, <laughs> This is what the fuck y'all get, man. Y'all blindly just just sell these lies constantly. And if, if you're a close friend of mine, you know how I feel about social media and all that stuff. Yeah, in today's, today's age, it's a necessary evil as far as getting your word out there. Hopefully positive word, but it's so bad on the flip side. It's a double-edged sword, and we all know this. And if, I feel like it's use more for wrong than good you know but the the fire festival especially the goers 
granted you brought the product, but the reason they bought it was it, it's fucking shallow. And I don't feel bad for them. If you watch the festival, a lot of them bought it to feel cool and be the hip person. And, oh, I'm better than you. I'm at this festival. I'm an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> and shit is still funny as fuck to me. <laughs> Getting stranded on an island for days. <laughs> Nowhere to piss and shit. Fucking cheese sandwiches. <laughs> Can't go home. And you spent thousands of dollars on these tickets. I had, ah, it was awesome. I love it. I love it. And man, just, can we send Ja Rule to jail too? Like, <laughs> why is he not? You hear him on the dock? He's like, this is not lying to the people. It's just false advertising. My guy, that is lying to the people. Are you, you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> like, man, this shit's crazy. If you haven't seen it, it's a fire festival documentary on Netflix. The shit is wild. It really is entertaining. Some parts sad when it comes to the 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 day workers and the the caterers that didn't get paid. You know, and they're expecting the the Bahamas economy to you know get a nice little boost from this festival, but they're aligned the whole time in false promises. And, you know, in that terms, I, I definitely feel bad for the people who let's be real, probably telling in it didn't get paid yet. So but apart from that, everybody else, y'all deserve it. The, I think it's Andy. That's his name. Whatever the guy's name in the doc. I don't give you the whole thing, but the guy in the doc had said he was about to, to, to burn a suck dick for, to release water. I mean, Man, shit's wild. Go watch it. But yeah, that's it for the news. Let's get into this album, baby. This week's Where's the Album is from me, because nobody submitted anything yet. But rumor has it that the J. Cole and Kendrick album has replaced the Lombardi Trophy in Super Bowl 53. So the winner between the Patriots and the Rams will get the J. Cole and Kendrick album. Hmm, interesting. Go Pats. All right. This week's album is by an artist straight out of Compton, California. His name is Boogie. Not a boogie with a hoodie from New York. Nope. His name is Boogie. And the album we're reviewing or we're listening to this week is Everything for Sale by this man, Boogie. Uh, I couldn't find a lot on Boogie. Like I said, he's from Compton. Uh, he grew up in the church, apparently, you know, as part of the choir. Then, you know, as you get older, there's a lot of, a lot of kids, a lot of young men that grew up in these environments. The older you get, the more you get drawn to, you know, the street life. And it's pretty much the same thing. Um, you got drawn to street life, got eventually got into rapping, you know, released a couple mixtapes. Uh, first mixtape, I think it was called Thirst 48. Then he had another one called Reach, The Reach. And then another one after that is Thirst 48 Part 2. And then I think he was signed to to Eminem after that, 20, 2017. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't have much on Boogie. We don't know much, but I like him as an artist. He's pretty cool. And album reviewing is everything for sale. So off the bat, the album cover is pretty dope. Um, It's him walking out what appears to be a church. You know, wearing all red. I'm not sure if that's some of his past gang ties. 
who the fuck knows? I'm not trying to assume. But the album cover is, is fire. You know, it's him walking out with a few other people in red, red and white. They're carrying a casket. So I assume it's a funeral he's coming out of. I like it. Visually, it's it's a pleasing album cover. There's no confusion there. Um, I'm not sure if there's a ton of symbolism in it for us to make connections on. Maybe when you listen to the album, you'll pick up on certain things. Not sure. So the first song on the album is called Tired Slash Reflections. Tired being the the intro to the album. The the first part of the song is the intro. And it's pretty deep intro, you know. Um, He talks about, you know, just being tired of talking about you know the cliche shit and rap like aren't you tired of talking about not having shit aren't you tired of talking about you know just the struggle you know people people he's from a saying people don't want to hear this conscious shit and i feel like if you can tell he's battling with you know talking about his real emotions his real feelings and trying to be a hip-hop artist trying to sell a dream you know and i don't know man like if you listen if you hear this you know always be yourself playboy like it always pays off in the long run you know but yeah the first verse he talks about you know aren't you tired of being poor aren't you tired of the struggle you know it's real deep it's a real deep look into himself as a person, you know, and you can tell he's battling demons in this song or he's showing us that he's battling demons in this song. You know, he talks about being tired of the dating process, being tired of working at himself. So I want to be perfect already that I relate to as someone who is conscious of like their flaws and is always aiming to get better. It's it, sometimes it gets very frustrating knowing that the more you work at yourself, the more work you're going to have to to get done. You know, it's a human us as human. Well, we will never be perfect. You know, we will always have flaws. We, we choose to work on or we choose not to work on. If you choose to work on yourself constantly, that's that's how you have growth. That's how you become a better person. But with that saying, the more you work on yourself, the more problems that <laughs> that could possibly create, you know, and it's, that's just being human. That's growing up. But yeah, uh, Tired Slash Reflection, really good intro song to the album for me. It kind of sets the tone for the type of album this is going to be. He talks about, you know, come and help me. I feel threatened. Then I ran into a dead end. So it's just the song. It just shows, again, <laughs> the the struggle he's going through in his personal life next song on the album is swap me and when you listen to this song you can hear the uh the the choir influence or the background he has you know in singing in church and being on the choir he doesn't have the most melodic voice but you know his he has a raspy singing voice and it just goes well especially on this track but in um in swap meet he's pretty much talking about you know it what it look what it seems like to me at least it's it's a love interest and it it kind of relates back to the album title everything for sale where he's saying I'm sold on you I'll I don't mind I'll buy your time 
because I'm sold on you. Now, part of me is like, eh, this man talking about a stripper, a prostitute. This is the only time you literally buy for a woman you're interested in. So, I don't know. <laughs> Gotta look into that part. But that aside, I like the song. Uh, it's a pretty short song. But, yeah, you know, it's pretty simple. Love interests. Um, each pretty much talks about wanting to, to treat her better. You know, he'll, I'm in love with you type stuff. The third track on the album is LOL SMH. Laugh out loud, shake my head. This is one of my, I like this, <laughs> I like the song too. In uh, this song, it goes back. This one is more of a, it's more of him just saying "fuck it," you know, <laughs> in the song. And it's a, it's a, again, it's a, ref- it's more like reflection from um, the first track. And it's just him talking about his his personal struggles in his life and you know certain things in the song that he's like i'm over this or or i don't want to do this anymore for example in in the first verse he's rapping from this perspective of one of his homeboys who is dealing with baby mama drama you know and he's telling his homeboy you know like he he's saying i want to tell my homeboy to say you know fuck her like you don't deserve this i know you're a real i know you're a real man but he, at the same time, he understands and he sees in his homeboy that he loves this girl. So you can't tell him to say fuck the, fuck her when you know he loves her. So that's that's that, that dynamic in this verse that he's talking about. And this carries, carries over to, to verse 2. And in verse 2, it's kind of a back and forth he, 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 he's having with God. And... Maybe this is from his time in church. I mean, I could be reading into this, but maybe this is his time in church. And he's saying, you know, one of the lines is like, God, you said you had me had my back. But my nigga, you've been lying. I'm like, God, it's gold I got inside me. My shit don't need refining. So he's saying, what up, man? <laughs> like, you said you had my back, Jesus. Like, where you at? And at the same time, he feels like. I'm I'm good. I don't need to be worked on. I'm fine the way I am. And carrying over to verse three, where he says to me the best line in the song or a couple lines in the song. Ain't no dreams of me and Mike. He can't do shit for me. I'm trying to be like G Weeder, which I'm assuming is his big homie. This to me is real as shit. Man. So many times, especially in black culture, and sometimes justifiably so, we look up to these stars that we've never met. We see on TV all the time. We hear in the music, you know, all this stuff. And we want to be like them. They make us dream big. And that's fine, but it's also not realistic. How many stories have we heard or seen of kids saying fuck school i'm gonna be a rapper when they're not half as good as the j coles the kendrick's the drake's 
You know, they're they're nowhere near that level. Yeah, they can rhyme a couple words, but they don't understand the music business. They don't understand how to structure a song. They don't understand how to market the song. You can write a fire verse, but that's not all to rap the rap game. You know, there's more than that. You need a strong team. You need the right amount of luck. You need the right amount of press. There's way more to it. And he's saying that that line ain't no dreams of being Mike is saying, I don't want to be like Michael Jordan. I don't want to be like that person that I've never met or I really can't relate to. He's saying, I want to be like my homie that he knows personally. He knows the type of person he have. He, he is. And he relates to him for whatever negative or positive reason. But I like that. I like him painting that perspective. Next song we have is Soho featuring J.I.D. Jid from Dreamville Records. One of J. Cole's sign sign-ins. This song this song's dope. We got some bounce to it. It's a dope beat. Pretty much this is this is Boogie's fuck Hollywood song. You know, every rapper has a fuck the industry song, like this is bullshit. This is his fuck Hollywood song. Pretty much in, in Soho Soho and just to add a little, I guess, context to the song, Soho in in Boogie's reference is not talking about Soho, New York or Soho, Manhattan. It's South Hollywood. In California, obviously. So, just so you know. So, he's pretty much saying in the song, please no more meetings at Soho. Please no more thinking we're bro bros. Like, enough of that. I'm not coming to Hollywood for your bullshit. We're not bros. You don't know me. I don't know you. He's here to get money. One of the lines, he says, I'm still a nigga with needs. I need to get me a lease. Pass on the keys to the streets. I mean, it speaks for itself. You know, he's, he's pretty much saying, like, I'm for the money. I'm not here to build. I'm not for the, these stupid relationships. I'm not here to, for stupid shit. I'm not here to be trapped in the streets. Like, just no more meeting so <laughs> No more thinking we're bro bros. And then Jid's song, and then Jid's verse, he's like, who want to be all in videos in the pictures? I think I should sign a death row, though. He's like, pretty much, we, we know what death row records was to hip-hop you know it was the bad boy label you know no pun intended it was the it was the the bad boys of hip-hop were signed to death row shook knight you know tupac all snoop dogg at one point dr dre like all the the red flags in hip-hop were signed to death row <laughs> this is jen saying like you know i might as well fucking go fuck with that role like might as well be the bad guy um, but yeah, Soho, pretty cool song. Yeah, I like the bounce to it, like the beat, pretty catchy. The song after Soho is Skydive. This song is, I would say it's a complicated, it's a complicated love song. Um, if you listen to the song, it it sounds like he is rapping. Actually, he's more singing in this song. To be honest, he is singing about his complex relationship with somebody he talks about not wanting the storm to pass want us want us to be stuck in this this fall forever and i'm i don't know man i'm getting kind of like a dysfunctional relationship vibe from the song pretty much talking about how your commitment is a sickness that's something i've never seen and he doesn't want a cure for that sickness Okay, sounds like dysfunction. 
<laughs> but love is love. What what I don't know what to say to that. Oh, in the song, he also talks about his mom calling him stupid. I'm assuming it's just saying caring for her son, like you shouldn't be in this relationship. But to that, he replies, he's addicted to the pain. And that's why he acts to not be saved. So, like I said, complicated love song. It sounds like, I don't know if this is based on a real past relationship, current relationship. Never been in a dysfunctional relationship, so I, I can't offer words of advice <laughs> so it's not my not my part to say i guess so yeah take it for what it is next on the album we have live 95 uh i think this is the shit what is it the one two three four it's the seventh song on the album so we're all halfway through there uh but in live 95 this is it's kind of like an uplifting song i would say for boogie he raps about gripping making sure you hold on to what you love because there's always somebody there to ruin your day steal your joy you know he's just saying he's pretty much asking questions like why my baby mama keeps telling me i'm a st- i'm still a boy and then if you get to the outro of the song you know it's it, it switches over to him kind of telling his listeners to be positive you know if your pockets have been low and your shit's all bad, but now all your friends are bitches are mad because you're getting to the bag. Put your hands up. It's saying, to all my people who were struggling but are now prospering, uh, thriving, celebrate yourself. And, I mean, it's pretty It's pretty it. There's no deeper thing. There's no extra thing to take from this song. So let's get to the next song on the album, which is Rainy Days. This song's featuring one of the goats of this rap shit, the Honorable Eminem. To be honest, on this song, I'm not feeling Eminem's verse. I mean, it's okay. I've heard worse Eminem verses, but I feel like he's beating a dead horse on his verse with, um, on the song. I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but in Eminem's verse, he is t- pretty much talking about his critics, talking about his, his legacy being tarnished or not being as great for his past I'm doing air quotes here. His past flop albums. I don't think they're flop. I think they're okay albums. Not his best, but I don't think they're they're bad as people say. But it's not so much that I hate. I don't like how Eminem rapped on his verse. I just hate he's talking about the same thing again. And sometimes just played out. And I don't want to hear it, to be honest. I don't get paid to rap. So, whatever. But to backtrack a little bit, um, on the song, Boogie is pretty much... He's talking shit on this song, you know? <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck on this song. One of the lines he said, I cheat on my queen for a hoe. That's just how it go. I mean, <laughs> that's 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 a different level of not giving a fuck. This is him. He's in his bag on this, this, this song. And you got to be, if you have Eminem featured on the song, you know, you got to talk shit. You got to come to the bars. You got to come to the lines. Like he, And to go back, I, I, I definitely don't think he out-rapped Eminem on this song. But it also doesn't change the fact, like I said, I don't like Eminem's verse on the song. But whatever. Definitely not one of my not not my favorite song on this album. Next on the album though is my favorite song on this album. Skydive Two. This one is featuring Black. It's pronounced Black, not Six Lack or some weird ass way to pronounce it. It's Black. It just spells with a six for some fucking reason. Pretty sure there's a good reason to it. 
but yeah, on this song, uh, this is another singing song for Boogie. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I love when he sings on a song. Like his voice, it sounds good when he sings. Like I said earlier, it's not a melodic, like it's not a melodic. It's not like it's not like Black's voice. You know, it's not like a a voice that is the typical singing sound good voice. Is a a raspy like you hear pain in when Boogie sings, but on a song, it's it's a very it's I, it's a good song, man. I like the song, you know, in the hook, he's the mother of mother of the sky. Why you always got to intervene? Father of my time. Then you've got some more to give to me. I feel like this song is. I don't know. It's a song about to me, at least it, it's a song about a budding love, like a budding love interest. Fellas, we all know, like you have that girl you're interested in or maybe ladies, you have that guy or girl, whatever you're interested in. But you guys are friends, and you know there's that that tension between you guys, and you know you know there's like a love, like there's you know there's love there or like like interest there on both sides. But you know it's just who cracks that 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 barrier first, and that's pretty much what the song is getting to. It's the like we both like each other, now what? But yeah, on on blacks blacks verse. He sings about just how it's the same thing. He sings about how he's affected by this love interest and how it end up. He's, he says, how how can I tell if I'm in love? You're making it cold. You could have sent me a text alert or like give me a warning before you left. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. Pretty much the same thing as Boogie's verse. I like you. And then by the end of Boogie's verse, she left. No warning. And yeah, that was it. But I mean, apart from that, it's a good song. It just sounds great. Again, I like the singing. I think Black was a perfect feature for this song. Next up on the album, we have a song called Whose Fault. And this song is pretty much about the struggles of a broken family and co-parenting. And it's just doing that in a rough circumstances. And, you know, throughout the song, it's him going back and forth with the, the, the mother of his child and him talking about pretty much showing his, his flaw in not understanding to put the kid first. You know, part of part of the song, he says, I miss my son, but I'm, he, essentially he's mad at her. So fuck you. I'm not going to pick him up from his game. Let the dude you're with go do that. And <laughs> the dad you can't do shit like that. <laughs> my opinion so you know just him being bitter about the past relationship and maybe having a little jealousy that the 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 mom has moved on possibly dating somebody else and you listen to the song i want a part of interlude it's it's a voicemail between him and the mom saying get your shit together get out your feelings be a parent and i feel like some people will listen to the song be able to relate hopefully take something from it learn something from it or see their reflection in this song and be better. Because at the end of the day, when parents are separated or divorced or whatever, no matter what, like no matter how much you hate the person now, the kid is always first. Like that should be the, the common point, the common interest of talking to talking to the, the, the ex or whatever is the kid. So I feel like the song is very necessary on this album. And again, it's just Boogie 
he's just being open to his listeners and being very transparent. I'm not sure if this is relating direct to his life. I feel like it is. Because it's just how raw the song is. It can't be from a... I mean, it could be, but I feel like how raw the song is, it's definitely from a personal personal history or space. On the next song, No Warning, Boogie talks about pretty much, again, his his flaws. You know, he talks about how he realizes his he has a toxic attitude, but he's bad for the relationship. This uh, this is just it's another it's another song of him just being open. In my opinion, wasn't my favorite song if I if I admit, but I can also appreciate it because it again it's a coming from a real place. Next we got self destruction. Just go something 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 can't remember nothing. Pretty much this song is about boogies saying fuck it. <laughs> This is like this is me, like you know he's saying this is this is for the fuck ups. This is for, you know the strippers Ubering on the side. Like he's he's pretty much saying fuck it, man. Like I'm a fuck up. This is my self destruction. Can't remember nothing. Like it can also you can also look at it as a as a funny little. I can see how it's a funny little jab to like the the mumba rappers can't remember nothing this goes something 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 like literally it's no lyrics to to the hook of this song you so he's like yeah i'm not putting any effort in this lyrics in this lyric i it's 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 a funny little twist to me so i like the song it's pretty cool and i almost forgot i definitely forgot to uh review silent ride which is actually number two on number the number two song on the album so the second song on the album this is actually one of the singles he boogie put out before one of before the release of this album and it's a pretty cool music video you should watch it pretty much the every the music video is done in reverse i mean you're gonna watch it but i'll tell you what happens anyway he starts out with him what appears to be getting baptized but it's reversing so he's not getting baptized and he's pretty much walking back through his the events of the night and towards the end of the music video it gets back to showing him getting reversing back into the car with a ski mask on so you can only assume he is he did committed a crime earlier in the night and this pretty much relates correlates with the song where he he's talking about he's detached and He's out of his mind and he's doing all these things and he's aware that it's wrong. But if you're detached, you really don't you don't feel things. And that's pretty much what he goes through or raps about in the song as a overall like review, I guess. All right. And then the final song on the album is Time. That's the very last song on the album. And this song is pretty much about boogie wasting a woman's time talks about in the song the girl wanted him to come over but not when he's you know drunk off his ass he's always abusing that relationship apparently it gets to her realizing that he shouldn't be with her he's wasting her time but yeah that's it's it's okay it's not it's a cool song it's not something i relate to so it's whatever for me but it was well written it's a storytelling song so i do appreciate that 
yeah, there's 13 songs on this album. That was the last one. Let me know what you think. Give it a listen. Hit me up. Let me know what you think about the song or the album, I should say. And we are at the end of the podcast where I give my overall vinyl ratings for this album. And everything for sale by Boogie for me gets a four vinyl rating. Overall, it's a really good album, really good debut album for Boogie. If you have listened to his mixtapes, you know he's been at this music music shit for a while. He's really talented. Like I said, I love when he sings. And to be honest, the only reason he gets he doesn't get five vinyls to me is just I need more on the album. You know, it's 13 songs and it's only 40 minutes overall. There are 13 good songs, but I just felt like some of the songs were too short or we needed more on these songs. So, I mean, it's not it's not necessarily not necessarily a bad thing. It's just personally I would like to hear more on this album. But four vinyls great for a debut album. Only way to go is up from here, so respect. And let me know if you think my rating is fair. If he should have got five, he shouldn't have got four. Let me know if you think I'm crazy. It makes no sense. Hit me up. Let me know what you think. And I just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in again this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, let's get to the links. So, again, if you want to go follow me on Instagram, it's after the drop. Or I keep fucking this shit up. It's after the drop underscore pod on Instagram. So that's A-F-T-E-R-D-A-D-R-O-P underscore pod on Instagram. You can also listen and download the episodes on SoundCloud. That's just the after the drop podcast on SoundCloud. The YouTube and iTunes are coming. I promise. I promise. They're coming. But yeah, go ahead and follow. Download. Listen to the 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 review slash podcast let me know what you think again i'm your host jay thanks for tuning in i love y'all until next week oh by the way you guys have a great fucking week i know you're gonna listen to this on monday or probably earlier in the week you have a great damn week i know mondays suck because you go back to that fucking hellhole you call work you probably hate your damn job but i hope you can listen to this start your day off right or help use this to help you power through your monday and have a great damn week. Again, I'm your host, Jay. Talk to you next week. Peace out.